Hello and welcome to the Muscle and Hustle podcast. We have a very special guest on today. We're going to run through things. I've been on our podcast. I don't know where you've listened to that. You probably dodged it if I, my name came up. So we have Caroline McKenna on. She runs the County Down Under podcast. It's actually just blew up. And I don't know, you've been doing it a good bit of time now because the page and all has grown very, very fast. Uh, so look, if I always hate doing this, but like, if you want to give a wee bit about yourself, because I see whenever people ask me, I always be like, "What the fuck do you say?" But yeah, if you just want to give a wee bit about yourself, what the podcast, what the whole thing was about, and then that'll give people a rough idea, and then we can just dive into something random. Absolutely, thank you, boys, for having me on. It's an absolute privilege. Um, so I'm Caroline McKenna. I'm originally from County Down. Uh, I moved to Australia six years ago. And basically, I started a podcast just over a year ago um, with no podcast experience, didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, I decided to do it during lockdown. Um, I put a 15-minute episode out online that my students taught me how to do because I'm a teacher out here. And um, I just decided to go on and tell the truth about Australia because I have seen over the six years, you know, not just with other people, but with myself, we're very good at bullshitting about what life is really like over here and we show the really fancy beaches and all of our like exciting lives where we're going out for dinner on a Tuesday night and drinks um, on a weekday and just this real facade and it's amazing and it really is such a good life but we don't ever really show the shit times and the hard times like um, the first episode I did was about um, breaking up with my boyfriend over here which was like a divorce because you live together you can't just pop up home and cool off for a few days after an argument so the episode blew up um the podcast went worldwide over a couple of days and it scared the absolute shit out of me because i didn't really know where i was going with it and since then it stemmed into um sunrise social communities all over the world promoting positive mental health um working with gym plus coffee as an affiliate and them sponsoring the podcast and yeah it's all got a, got a bit insane um and i'm still full-time teaching so i'm trying to really work out what the hell i'm doing with this podcast and instagram page and trying not to get sucked in to the bullshit of it because there was at one point i uh started to get excited about followers and you know why why am i not reaching that 10k target and just all this shit that came with it so trying to remain level-headed and not get sucked into how many likes you get on Instagram. So that's really a bit of background about me. Um, and we're in lockdown in Sydney at the minute. This is week seven. So I feel like karma has bit us on the ass. We have been showing off to the rest of the world how amazing life is while you guys were in lockdown. And now it's come and slapped us in the face. So sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that John stood out to me there as well is especially the reason it blew up is so different to most people's because I think like most people's podcast introduction like ours was shocking. Okay, like no harm. Ours was terrible. Uh-huh. But a case of uh, like the first topic you done was on like it was almost vulnerability it was like something that you wouldn't normally get so like I think especially whenever you're first online like that's like your first talking point and the first time you come on camera on Instagram talking about like a downtime and I think people are so sick of seeing a highlight reel yeah. that whenever you come on and you're real and you're like it, it's always like whenever I bring up like oh I done drugs in uni and my hair was fucking mint the amount of people that message me go thank fuck somebody else will openly admit that and be like because it's not just me getting paranoid uh, but I think even that case of like right I've been for a breakup it's not fucking hunky dory and I'm straight out and then you're just being 
on as honest as physically possible that it's stressful and then you're just sort of being like slightly i think that vulnerability is such a like a a powerful thing whenever you're trying to grow something because it's 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 tough for you to do but then it's nice because obviously as you said it paid off and it snowballed but you probably cost you more stress because it blew up so quickly uh, yeah. i don't know like the sunrise social thing do you want to give people a wee bit more about that just so that because i know we dived into like it obviously it's mental health it's about events but for anybody looking to like for what it's about where it's held because i'm sure there's somebody listening going fuck wonder what that is so even about where it is hmm. so i basically decided during lockdown once i put out that podcast and um, about vulnerability and it's exactly what you say tony like when i put that episode out i wanted to go into hiding for two weeks i absolutely shit myself um, that I put it out there that I was struggling out here and also didn't go down too well with the ex and um, without mention I didn't mention <laughs> the name but you know, oh god I was in the bad books there fuck um, so it was a bit of a tough time um, but a lot of people did reach out to me there was a lot of positives um, people that were feeling the same and exactly what you said you know people reaching out and saying thank god someone said it and I had a lot of girls and guys message and say I'm so glad someone said that they're lonely in Sydney because, you know, my family think I'm having a ball out here, but it's fucking hard. So, um, I, we were in lockdown at the time, um, a very like easy lockdown compared to what you guys were going through, um, where you could meet up in groups of 20. So, um, originally it started with one person messaging me and I said, Oh, we should go for a coffee. You know, I wanted to help people. And then so many people messaged that I thought, Jesus, right. Well, why don't we all meet for coffee? Um, and the name Sunrise Social just kind of rolled off the tongue. It, it didn't take much thinking. Um, and the reason I chose Sunrise was because um, the, the darkness into light walk that happens all over the world every year. And that whole idea of, you know, that you are you might be having a dark time and a dark day, but the sun will rise again. There will be light at the end of the tunnel. And also to try and eliminate how many people were messaging me because not everybody wants to get up for sunrise. So I thought that will cut a few people off. Um, so that, because <laughs> it was just so many that had messaged. It was about 50 people messaged and we could only meet up in groups yeah. of 20. And I put it out there and it was mental. Like I, I said, you know, if anybody wants to meet this Saturday, come down to Bronte Beach in Sydney, just off Bondi Beach, the nicer beach, mm-hmm. um, and come and have a coffee. And Next thing, bloody seven weeks, um, had booked up of slots, people asking, could they come along? And I thought, Jesus, we're on to something here. And then next thing, girls in Melbourne were messaging me, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Perth, Melbourne. So we now have clubs all over Australia. Um, and then it snowballed into Ireland as soon as the lockdown lifted. We've ones in Tyrone, Sligo, Fermanagh, Dublin, Newcastle, County Down, um, and Liverpool, uh, England. It's, it's mental so it's crazy like i mean that's free isn't it it's free so it's all just bringing people together it's on every saturday and what we do every month is hold events and monthly events to bring people together to have a laugh because i'm not here to tell people don't drink anymore it's bad for your mental health i love a good party but what i'm trying to instill in people is a bit more of a balance like go and have a good time but don't waste your weekend sitting on your arse eating kebabs because you're hungover like just try and have a balance where you go out and have a good night on Friday, but you seize the rest of the weekend. So it's had a bit of a ripple effect and it's been mad because I didn't invent sunrise. It was always there, yeah. but someone just said it. 
Yeah, it's really it's in, in Belfast as well. I I noticed the one. I knew it had a ripple effect in Australia, and then it was a couple of weeks ago. I seen ones up in Cave Hill, and I seen them using the hashtag, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then when I yeah. actually then when I looked into it, I was like, "Oh, like this is really <laughs> growing legs," and it's not surprising because. Uh, anybody that's been in from Ireland that goes to Sydney realise that there's a massive Irish community there and they're very tight so with mm. all, well, it's hard now but with all the GA clubs in Sydney and, and Sydney and the surrounding areas you become friends with people maybe you're not maybe you're not friends with back home or they're from a local town close to yours but you, you know of them you don't really know them and then when you're out there that's where your your community is and then when lockdown happens that can't be taken away and then a lot of people just straight away just flew home like parents summoned them home you have to get out of the country and because um, it, yeah it's bound to be really summoned. hard summoned home like the lot amount of people were like a spell no the parents i just, was one of them yeah like <laughs> i even seen it in belfast with the students. i was the exact same like belfast with the students even though it's yeah, only well, up the road my, my family they just uh, Sorry, called them. Sorry, with this delay because we're so far away from Yeah, them. they just called them and was like, here, you need to <laughs> yeah, get well, home. Yeah, well, it was the same. Um... Oh, fuck. <laughs> we keep talking over all that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, sorry. It's this delay. No, I I was one of those ones, um, Mickey, that was summoned home during lockdown last year. My mum had sent, because my sister was out here as well, um, and lockdown happened, and she said, right, enough enough games now. You've been there five years. The world's ending. You've got to come home. And my mum had never called me home before in all the years I've been here with all the stuff that's gone on. Like, there's been things that have happened over the years. Like, my brother took quite ill um, a couple of years ago, and mum never told me to come home. So I knew when she was telling me to come home last year during the pandemic that I needed to come home and she booked a flight like within 24 hours of that conversation and Sydney was going into lockdown and my sister and I went to the airport and um, I'd left everything here. It was like a bloody episode of Chernobyl. My whole house was still sitting the way I left it and we just had to pack a few things and rush to the airport. And when my sister and I got there, I was a bit like, fuck, this is surreal. Like this is my home for five and a half years. But the lockdown, it got really bad. It was at that point when COVID had just happened and we all thought like, Jesus, this could be it. This is the end of the world. And when we got to the airport, the borders in Dubai had closed and we couldn't leave Australia. Um, and at the time, Jesus, it was awful. It was They were sending rescue flights and stuff over and my sister was able to get on one of the rescue flights. But I couldn't leave because I was a permanent resident here. They made a rule that you couldn't leave. And that's when the podcast and stuff had unfolded. But that's exactly it. We felt like the stranded orphans um, yeah. in Australia where we couldn't actually physically get home to our families. We felt very lost and we didn't have anyone. And, you know, it's exactly what you say, Mickey, about it becomes a very close-knit community over here. You rely on each other as your family, but also as it stemmed the Sunrise Socials and stuff, it's also a bit of hope for people. Like, I don't know about you guys, but you know, if, if I was to go back home to Ireland now, I actually wouldn't know who to call as my friends. I haven't been there in a very long time. So it's to give people a new sense of community. Like, you could have been there for years, but the friends that you've had, maybe since primary school you might not particularly love them but they've been your friends that long you can't really get rid of them so this is an opportunity for everyone you know whether you've ever lived abroad or not to meet new people like to start afresh after the year that we've had yeah i think that's i think that's great like see the one thing that really stood out for me there as well is that it started out as something really shit like you probably thought like oh my god she my sister's way home 
I'm completely here by myself. And to be honest, like anybody will know that was definitely because you wanted you not that you wanted to go home, you were practically going home. That it was probably really emotional, a really sort of shit whirlwind of emotion. And then once that probably settled in the podcast launched, you're probably like, fuck, is this the reason why I'm supposed to be here? Like, Joe, and I think that's nice because a lot of people will be going through something shit or they'll go, fuck, three months ago shite. It'll be just on the up. And I always notice that straight after you hit like a, a hit like a trough, you get a peak. Like you go down and then up. Because emotionally, you, it sort of gives you like a nothing to lose attitude, I think. And then you're just like, right, I'll yeah, spit I this think, out. Um your breakdown is your breakthrough I think and for me um it really felt and I, I look back now and I feel like it's silly like to think that way but we all know that at one point we did feel like this pandemic is it you know our time's up we've we've had a good run of it and we've been very lucky on this earth and maybe quite selfish in, in a lot of things that we took for granted so it genuinely did feel like I was going to die at the other end of the world and not see my family because it had got that bad. And I mean, I was completely on my, you couldn't see anybody. You couldn't be with anybody. Your friends were too afraid to come and see you in case they caught this virus. It was a really tough time, but I, I just decided, you know, I, I think for about five or six days, I, I had a real low when my sister left. It was a really emotional moment yeah. and I haven't seen her since. Um, um, but you've got to, it's like fight or flight mode. I just knew that shit, I have to do what I can to survive here. And I just threw myself into fitness and just trying to get through each day with a routine. I was sitting at home teaching from home and, um, yeah, so these things happen and it's, it's like everything's unfolded since then, the podcast and everything else. So if you had told me a year ago when I was lying on the sofa in the empty apartment by myself thinking I was going to die in a pandemic on my own, that all of this would happen, I would have laughed at you. So it's like you say, everything everything happens for a reason. And there was something that was saying to me, I remember looking in, up to the sky at one point and going, there must be a reason why I'm here. Because yeah. I tried to get on those um, flights home and those rescue planes and they kept denying my exemption to fly home. They kept saying, no, no, no. Um, I even went to the doctor at one point and asked them to write a letter. And I was like, can you make it seem like I'm not mentally stable to be here? And I was fine. I was fine. Like, but I was like, I need you to really exaggerate this. I yeah. need to get on that flight. This is dangerous. Like I'm here alone. And he was like, Jesus. Yeah. So he really put it to the, the um, Australian government that I needed to get home and they still denied my exemption, which is fucked. Like yeah. how you would deny someone of getting home to their family. But look, these things happen and it's the making of you and it's helped a lot of people, thank God. Yeah, well, I was going to say to you, if you look back now, pre-COVID, Caroline, to now, is a night and day difference? Yeah, even just my approach on things, I felt like the smallest thing would have upset upset me, um, you know, even stupid things like friendships or yeah. just the type of people that I was hanging out with before COVID. Um, I think that, that year's taught us a lot about everything and the people that we had become. Um, even silly things like what I was spending my money on, materialistic shit, you know, yeah. like I'm wearing the same clothes because I'm in lockdown for seven weeks and I realized what I was spending my money on was not important and what actually matters in life is family and um, you know i'd give all of this up in the morning if someone said to me there's a flight for you at nine o'clock this evening but we just physically can't get back home so i think it's really taught me to treasure each moment and um, 
I mean, yeah. we still get our bad days and our shit days, but um, I, I'm a lot more resilient. You know, this lockdown second time round didn't break me like the, the first one did. I'm just taking it in my stride and not thinking of we're in week seven and how many hours we've been in it and how many minutes. Yeah. I'm just like day by day, day by day. And like, it's my 30th birthday next week. The, the old me would have been, you know, crying home and this is the worst thing that could have happened. Whereas the new me's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm turning 30. I'm sitting in a house by myself trying to blow out candles with a face mask. But it is what it is. There's a lot worse going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the resilience that you've you've grown to to have and also now in a bad way, well, a bad and good way, there's a lot of people looking at you for your support and resilience through your podcast. Like the, mm. the amount of people you've reached out, the amount of people you've touched, and in a way you're giving them strength and they're giving you strength. And I think when this is when it does open up, you're gonna have this bulletproof sort of mentality where you're like, I've been through the worst of the worst. Like there's not a lot you're gonna be able to throw at me now that's gonna that's gonna knock me off. As you said, like simple wee arguments with friends, you know, like people have these arguments that seem like the end of the world. I'm not going to speak to her for a few weeks. Mm. Now that's going to be like, that's nothing. No, what? And I think everyone we now we we have got a lot handier now in Northern Ireland. But I think, as you said, you know, grabbing the positives out of every situation, and then when it comes to hopefully 2022 or whatever, when everything's clear, there's going to be a lot of stronger people out there, and there's you know stronger mindsets. Hopefully, people have a stronger their mental health is going to hopefully be a lot stronger because if the, when they get out the mm. other side, because there's a lot of time to, as you said, self-reflect and grow as a human where in normal everyday life, you're so busy doing silly things that we look at now, like going out three times a week, going to nightclubs, going to every festival, every concert, trying to go to every restaurant, doing everything. And you're not really giving yourself time to, who actually am I now? I'm still the same person I was when I was 22. In the last eight years, what have I done? And you're like, oh, well, I had a great time. Like, I've went to everywhere I could. I went any any holiday I wanted. But actually, have I changed as a person? Have I given myself time to grow? And that's where I'm kind of looking at coming up with that. So I, I, hope I, I hope I grow up coming out of the other side of this. I think that question... Funny like this. Oh, go ahead if you want. You shout in. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say it's funny um, how, you know, it does change you the lockdown. And um, like even just at home, I was seeing how amazing it was that people were hiking up mountains and taking better care of themselves. But what is, is a little bit disappointing and that I don't want to fade from all of this is the, the good things that have come from the lockdown, like yeah. how people were starting to venture out and do better things and, and even just in our sunrise in Newcastle, because that's the one I would know the numbers of a bit better because my sister and my friends run it for me. But as soon as the bars opened, you know, the first turnout, we had like 50 people in my local town come down for sunrise, which was insane. Like yeah. I'd never seen sunrise in my hometown. Um, so to have 50 people to get up that morning was it was so cool, like so, so cool. Um, but as soon as the bars opened, the there was one morning, like the bars opened on the Friday night there. And then the next day we had Sunrise Social and no one turned up for it. And I just thought, fuck, I just, I don't want people to lose that. Like they don't yeah. have to come every week, but let's not slip back into bad habits. I, I think as well, see with that though, even like a case of numbers, sometimes 
you'll get like the big turnouts but as you say like the events will obviously sometimes other people will have other things like if they haven't been out in six months they'll go out but I think see the reason that that's lifted so well is obviously lockdown but I think it's because it's done for the right reasons it's mm. not done going how can I make my podcast into something that churns money I'm going to charge people for going to a fucking sunrise it's when right how can I do something that I wish was about whatever I needed it that's practically what you've done you've seen what you needed and you filled the gap for it and I think that's why it's took off and then the beauty about that is you know rightly that there's definitely been somebody there on one of the weekends and I know rightly just think with this that hasn't even had tons of and they probably had somebody to talk to on that day even if it's just say there was three girls running and two people showed up sometimes I think whenever it's smaller that's the week where somebody needs it most it's like you're going to get the big weeks you're going to get the wee weeks but probably the weeks where there's less people is probably the weeks where somebody hasn't went out and then somebody's felt like fuck did I not go out for the right reasons or something's ticking in the back of their mind and then they're even just getting to vent that getting a bit of headspace and I think that's the reason why it's done so well is because I think a lot of people go into starting something like a podcast or like I get those people writing to me about coaching and they're like right well I want to get into it and they're talking about money straight away and I'm like wrong reason mm-hmm. like immediately you're thinking of like the outcome rather than what you're looking to give people and I think whenever you focus on what people want and need and whenever you're actually trying to fucking help that shows that values is in the right place and then as it takes there will be that nerve I think always when you launch something and it goes there'll be as I was saying peaks and troughs ups and downs with the with the amount going but you can see it on certain days where there's loads but you're always going to get that but I think even just the mental side of it's really really beneficial like it's just something that is you you knew people done but it's nice because even like I've looked at them and I've been like fuck I'm going to go and then you see like you're like fuck is there any you're like is there any men there is that going to be about but then I was like they wouldn't give two fucks do you know what I mean at the same time which 100%. is nice because you can tell well that's it like when we started then it became associated with just women and we were like this is not what this is about and and that's where the events stem from um, you know for some reason because I was a girl guys just felt like it was a girl's thing to go to so we incorporated the events and like the boat parties and then the guys have slowly started to dribble in and we are just so happy to see it like you know men's mental health is at the forefront of the crisis yeah. it's they're the ones that don't talk so we're trying to make this uh, a social um gathering you know that you pop into and out you don't have to be struggling with mental health issues to come it's come and have a, a you know start your day off nice come and have a chat with someone that has lived in your local town as long as you have and you've never spoken to so it's really nice and exactly what you said tony and, and thank you for for those kind words but i did start i started it for the right reasons you know i never came into this wanting to make money i've got my job as a teacher that's my priority and will always be at the forefront of everything i do i be careful what i post on instagram i be careful what i talk about and hopefully it's a nice um influence for people to, to my students to follow like I always say I'm not an influencer and I don't want to be one I think it's a very sad uh, life behind the screen Um, you know I find even just the hours that I spend on Instagram can be very like impacting yeah. on your own mental health so I try and say to my students you know this is this is what you should be trying to aim towards on social media not someone that um, is making you feel shit about your own life you know do something that inspires you but with that it does there's a lot of hate that's come with it you know people don't think I'm in it for the right reasons and yeah I mean unless someone knew me personally they they might think you know I get some horrible messages at times and that's when that's when I want to pull the plug on the Instagram and the podcast and I just think and I know Tony we've had this conversation on my podcast when you were a guest on mine but how like 
people don't like to see other people doing well. And, you know, all I was trying to do was to bring people together. And Jesus, it comes with some tough days. Like even this week, I felt it where I'm like, this isn't worth it, you know, where it might be one comment that someone's made or one message that someone sent you. And there could be hundreds of messages of positive things, but that one message will stay with me. And as much as I try and be a positive poly and try and help people, you know, you're only human. And there are days where it, it hits you and you just think, fuck, like this is, this is hard. This social media is, it has its good days and it's yeah. great for, you know, advertising what you want. It's ruthless. It's really is mm. ruthless, and it's given people, it's given people a platform to tell you their opinion when they really shouldn't. For one, they shouldn't share it, and for two, you don't really care about their opinion because you don't know them. And sometimes they don't mm. even have a face; they're just a fake account. Like Tony would, Tony would suffer from it from a wee bit more than I would. Um, I get mm. it the odd time, but it is. It, it says more about the person that's given the abuse or that's send it that's taken time out of their day to give that message like what do you like i don't have enough time in the day to give people my opinion <laughs> you know what are you how are you spending your day if you're going right you know what i'm taking five minutes here i'm gonna send this boy a, a private message because it didn't like his like tony's legs routine didn't like tony's <laughs> legs routine so i'm going to give him abuse here like it just tells you more about the person and if that was the case, I just kill them with kindness most of the time and just go here. Yeah. Like I get it all the time going, Oh, you're a shit DJ. And I'd be right, cheers, man. But thanks for tuning in anyway. Thanks for giving it a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's even the the silly things like um I mean, there was someone sent me like they they go out and create these accounts. Um yeah which is mad that they spend the time because you have to like then create a new email and all the rest and um someone sent me this big long message about how i was a narcissist jesus i've been called many things in my life but never a narcissist um and then you get the petty stuff that doesn't bother me but i'm thinking what in the name of god are they talking about like the other day i shared I was like this insane episode of Joe Rogan's podcast where he was interviewing um, a girl who escaped North Korea. Yeah. And I was just like, what an insane episode. Like, how can we complain about anything when this girl doesn't even know what hunger is or a trash can because she's never had to waste food. She's always had to try and survive. And someone sent me a message being like, why are you promoting Joe Rogan's podcast? You need to watch this. He's brainwashing people. And I thought, Jesus Christ, if I want to listen to Joe Rogan, I can listen to Joe Rogan. I'm not asking you to, you know, bow down and make him your God. But yeah, yeah it's crazy. But you do open yourself up for that. And that's part of it. Um, but it, I mean, it hurts. <laughs> well, if you put yourself out there and you're willing to put yourself out there to try to help other people, people are going to look at it and go, who gives them the right to stand in front of me and tell me and try to help me and you're like but if you don't put yourself out there you're never going to make a change you're never going to make people you're never going to help people as tony said there's there could be one person at the at your events it could be the quietest person there that just needed to be around people that morning might needed to speak to anybody but that morning might have changed their life that morning might be the reason why they're alive today but they mightn't have like spoke to anybody they just might have wanted to stand in a group and nod and smile and go you know what today's a good day uh, and tomorrow could be better do you ever see like Maslow's hierarchy of needs like I've talked about this before it's like the pyramid of what you need and it's always like safety I forget it's like it's always like it starts off with like 
what is it? The bottom one's like not environment. It all starts off with like the main things you need, like food and water. The second one is like safety, so security. The third one is always belonging. And if somebody feels like they don't belong to a family or even a group or society and whole, that's where like you struggle to move up and actually feel like you're worth something. So like, for example, obviously if you can't focus, if you can't get food or water, nothing else matters. Once you've got that, it's safety, making sure you're not getting attacked, roof over your head. After that, it's always belonging to something. And then it moves up. If anybody ever looks up Maslow's hierarchy needs, you'll see the wee permit. And it always is, this is how you get to like transcendent thinking, like how you get to like your flow, how you feel like you actually are not only belonging to something, feeling good, water's all but actually thinking like in full flight with your head. Whereas if one of these variables is missing, that's what you'll focus on. So see if you don't belong to anything, family, a community, a football team, anything, as much as you might be an introvert, you will belong to a family, to a group online, to something. See, when that's not there, you will struggle to think about anything else. It'll be in the background. It'll ruin your day. Not such an odd thing. So I went to like, I went to a mindset coach and it actually does because when you go through the needs, if anybody looks it up, you'll see if you're missing one and you'll go, fuck, that's me. Uh, but see, on that note, see see the people that are giving shit. It's always, I always think about like, and this sounds really rude, but I sort of, and as bad as it sounds, I feel sorry for them because success always shines a spotlight in somebody's failure. So if somebody's giving you shit, it's because they have wanted to do something and they haven't had the nuts to do it. And then what I always think is like, right, if I was going to give, like I always think in into their mindset or anytime I've been younger and I thought like, right, I'm going to give this person shit. See, when you're doing that, it's an insecurity of yours and they're not analyzing that. Like, it's like, do you know whenever you see somebody that drives by, like me and Mike, you talk about this, in a really nice car and you immediately go, drug he's dealer. a dickhead. And, yeah, drug <laughs> dealer. And like, that is not what that person does. That person probably worked really hard for that. But yeah, because they're doing well for themselves, you're like, like, I need to put them down so I can go up. And it's the same with like, if somebody's in the gym in great shape, he's on roids. So I can go back up the level. Do you know what I mean? It makes, it's almost just, putting a plaster or a bullet wound you're probably doing that because you're really insecure you would love to do something whether it's launch clover and launch this <clears throat> and excuse me that's not COVID don't worry um, <laughs> uh, and so I think whenever you think about their mindset to why they're doing that you actually go fuck I actually as much as it triggers you whenever I think right if I'm in their shoes and I'm right now what's going on in my life that I need to do that and immediately it almost makes me like I'm really good now at just ignoring it. Like I can't write because I always think like if you wrote to me that, what the, what is, whatever's going on in the background of you, you do not need me to turn around and retaliate because you're in an unstable place. Yeah. So it almost makes me feel as bad as it sounds and you shouldn't feel pity for anybody. I just feel sorry for them. Like that, and that sounds so, but I think that's better than feeling like a, why, why is this person giving me shit? I must be doing something wrong. No, you're doing everything right. Like it's like the, the fish that goes upstream is always going to get resistance. So, the one going upstream is fine. The one going off all the flow is never going to get anything. Do you know what I mean? Do you like that, Mickey? Do you like? I was going to say you're dro- you're dropping analogies like like mad here. You must I have seen you save you saved them all up for weeks, and then you're just boom, boom, boom. I'm, I'm waiting for a plumbing one. We're getting closer. <laughs> we went water. We're water now. We'll be a plumbing next. We class. No. The, uh, that. I but, got somebody bumping me in the street the other week and asked me for a fucking plumbing analogy <laughs> on the spot, on the fucking spot. Turn around to me and goes to me any word on uh, what's why is the plumbing analogy spot like stopped if you ran out of them? And I was like, oh, I was just the same one, and people hate it. So they, it, it, it's going off. <laughs> like, so no, they, uh, as you said, like when we, when we started our podcast, like people were were given well they weren't giving shit they were like but who the fuck would want to listen to you to and we we're like but we're doing it for a good re- we're not doing it for a good reason we're doing it for a selfless reason we're, we literally want to try 
to see if we can give people a bit of laugh, a bit of fun, and hopefully a tiny bit of knowledge to take away. And there's weeks there where we would go, is anybody actually, well, we know people are listening, but does anybody actually really care? And then sometimes the server be down for maintenance. And we, or our podcast might be like two hours later going up, and the amount of people that would text you and go, are you just not doing one this week? What's going on? Where's the podcast? And like, you were shocked, Tony, like two weeks ago when we, ours was a bit late coming up and people were like, Tony texts me and Tony's neck doesn't text me on a Monday. Lad, where's the podcast? <laughs> Question mark. And as a guy, and he goes, I'm getting tortured here in DMs. People are like, oh, I need the podcast this morning because it's part Isn't of the routine. What's, what's cool about it? Like, and uh, unless you have made a podcast, no one realizes the hours that go into it, the thought process that goes into it, the schedule, trying to make sure that you have something different for each week or yeah. something to cover. And even just sitting here, you know, you might say it's an hour, but it's the before and the after and the editing. You know, you have to do it because you love it, not because you're in it to make money. Um, you know, it's it's a real appreciation that I have for anyone that does podcasts because you really are doing it because you're passionate about something and you want to help people. You're yeah. You know, if you wanted to go and get famous, you'd Love Island for 10 minutes. You know, it's you're doing it because you want to help people for the right reasons. And I have the utmost respect for anybody that has a podcast. And I never think someone else that has a podcast, oh, fuck's sake, you know, competition. Like, there's enough room for everyone in the podcasting world. Oh, yeah, you run out of podcasts to listen to. Like, I, I would listen to a podcast every day going for a walk or something. And I would flick through and go, oh, I didn't even know this one. I'll listen to this. And then there's some days where you really struggle to listen to podcasts. And then, yeah. but people don't realize that sometimes it's just that simple thing where you answer, like the amount of people, it's, at the start when we asked for topics, people were like a wee bit, and they weren't really sending us topics. And now they're going, can you talk about relationship, talk about sex life? Like the amount of, like these are all coming from fellas, really in-depth stuff. And they're like, oh, but don't don't say my name, don't don't say my name, or ask you a question to talk about. But but don't let it on us for me. The amount of people are actually opening up now and going here. I'd actually like to hear your take on this, like relation, like really like deep relationship stuff about like falling mm. out of love with with your wife or or like having a bad sex life with your wife. Me and Tony are sitting there at the start. We were getting. Oh lad, how do you lose fat? How do you get a big chest? How do you get big shoulders? And now his boy's going here. How do you deal with? Uh, I want to quit my job and and change my life altogether. I love it. Um, I find as well with that. Um, that just from um my own experience, I was when I started the podcast, I was going out of my way to get the people that like were so important to have on the episode. I was like, oh. I need to get this celebrity and I need to get this and I need to try and get whoever I could. And I find like, even just as an example, like um, Dave Driscoll, who is very high up in um, the CrossFit world yeah. and he owns CrossFit Wonderless in Bali. A lot of people I thought knew him, right? And I thought, oh my God, I've got Dave Driscoll on the podcast. This is insane. It took months and months of grafting to get. Um, and then I put the episode out there and it was one of the least yeah. interesting ones for people because... People actually want to hear real stories. And like you say, yes, people want to hear the fat loss and all the rest, but they also just want to hear about, you know, what's your take on women? Like what shit dates have you been on and all of those things. And it's, I prefer podcasts like that. It's not about the celebrities that you get or, you know, the ones with the higher followers. It's actually genuine people who you can relate to. Yeah. Yes. No, I completely get that. I think sometimes like it's like the, 
there's like a I think sometimes when somebody comes on with hair falling they feel like they almost need to deliver like a preaching or like a yeah. they're trying to it, it can come across as, as Baz's sounds you, you know straight away because I've listened to them before and you're like this isn't even just trying to help me this is like I'm preaching almost and I think that's where people show up and like I would get more interested out of hearing somebody that I think is in any position at all around me that's relatable because when somebody's not relatable it's completely pointless for 90% of the population there'll be that 10% that's motivated off their banger because they want to be folk chasing some millionaire but the rest is going to be pure oh I can actually relate to this this is normal this actually makes sense and a lot of ours is like that like small nuggets of like normal chat and then there's just a, like a takeaway because it's two people discussing it you know like whenever you're discussing a problem with your mate and then at the end you're going to be like oh that makes sense like when me and Mickey started it was because Mickey actually got turned down from Love Island was that the season Rob Lips it was in Mickey he took your place sir uh, I think yeah, I was too tall actually they said <laughs> six foot one's too six foot one's too tall and they were afraid that it would burn in the sun yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> right in terms of in terms of that I'm not too sure if there's anything else you want to dive into Mickey have you got yeah, well, questions or yeah I just want to dive into just more about how how you think go, going forward um, where do you think the county down under is going to go or is there plans to bring it somewhere or is there plans in the future for more like social events or are you just, as you said, taking it day by day and letting County Down Under grow naturally into whatever it wants to grow into? Is there, is there a plan anywhere, or is there? That's a good point, Mickey. Um, a lot of people have asked me, you know, over the last six months, as it has got bigger, you know, are you going to give up your job in teaching and make this your full time job? And I just keep saying no, like absolutely no way, because you know as we've learned in the last year things can change like that and you might be favor of month this month but um to give up you know teaching which is what i've always wanted to do um would just not appeal to me so right now i'm trying to just enjoy it and ride the wave um i try not to look too far ahead and you know invest too much in it that i become obsessed with it but um I just want, like, all I want to do is help people. I raise money for all my events for mental health charities. And and that's the goal. And just to ride the wave. Like, since I've started the podcast, a lot has changed in my life. So my own um, priorities have shifted. Like, I started it. I was single. I was heartbroken. Um, I'm now in a relationship, which I can't believe I'm saying the words. Um, and, you know, things have changed. I'm turning 30 next week. Like, I don't want to be doing this for a long time. And I do really admire people that are influencers and that have that as their full-time job because I find it really um draining soul destroying yeah. um I feel like sometimes a bit of um uh, a fraud because you know I might be on my Instagram being like oh my god this is amazing and I may have just had a fight with James and I was crying 10 minutes before so I feel like you know yeah. a bit of a fraud um so I just I don't know where it's going. Um, I'm enjoying it. I've got another season of the podcast coming up because Jim Plus Coffee have sponsored it. Um, and even that scares me. I'm like, do I have enough to talk about? Like, yeah. do people, I don't like you guys, do people still want to listen? Um, have I run out of things? Am I regurgitating things? Um, and in terms of the events, they'll go as long as they can, the sunrises, as long as people will turn up to them. Yeah. But if, if it all dwindles in a year's time, I'll look back and say, wasn't that an amazing journey? Yeah. But um, I'm just taking it as it comes and enjoying every bit. Like just even coming on here, I'm honoured to be to be asked to come on to your podcast. It's just 
it's nice to be able to um, to do something good and and spread good news in the world. Yeah, well, that, that's you couldn't have said it better. Like it's it's it shows that you're a real person that you're not in it for the influencer way. You're not in it for the money way. Like you're in it for making a change, and you're in it for just like it's, it's the simplest terms helping one person if you help like we always said this if the, if the or one podcast has we have like i don't know many listeners but it helps one single person everybody else thinks we're the kids but one person goes oh that's that's success you know that's mm. that's where and it is like you said it's hard it's people just think you just turn it on and go oh like let's talk about stuff but it's hard like now you can tell the podcast where some of our podcasts we, we haven't been in it because it's been tough like when I was working in the film industry like we used to have to get up at like 6am half 6 like we they went, there was a number of like 20 weeks where we couldn't have a guest because no one would get up as early mm. as we could and mm. or we were doing it before bed or we were doing it Sunday night or Hillary was home and Tony was juggling like Tony was coming yeah. on right I have 45 minutes and then would be like Hillary's ringing have to get out or he was getting up super early to do his clients' check-ins because that showed it how much it, it meant to him to keep it going. And people don't realize that like, there's there's no money really in podcasts unless you get to a massive high level. You're doing it unless because... Unless you're Joe Rogan. Unless you're Joe Rogan. And we'll never be sponsored because we say too much stuff that's just not right. <laughs> but it's uh, I think it says more yeah. about yourself as a, as a person that... It's really, it's really, really about the about the about the good reasons and not about anything else. Like, like the amount of people, I, I, like, oh, when are you giving up your job? They're not even asking, are you? They're like, when? And you're like, well, no. Like this, I'm a teacher. I've always wanted to be a teacher. I trained to be a teacher, and teaching is, I'm helping young people. I'm molding young people before the problem arises when they're in their twenties. You can make a difference when they're young, and and actually be a real teacher who speaks about real stuff. Instead of like, like we've all had teachers to be like, oh, I'm sad today. And the teacher be like, mm. wise up. You know, yeah. do your work. <laughs> you know, why do you not want to play football? Like, oh, I'm in a real bad mood. Like, I remember boys in our football team, like, our teacher would have just suck it up. You know, they boys dealing with like the stresses of like becoming good footballers and county footballers, just suck it up. You're in a privileged place. You're a good footballer. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I'm going with that. And it's funny because a lot of my students, I got away with my podcast for about six months before any of my students found it. But the new cool thing to do in school now is, you know the way you'd always want to find out something about your teachers, but now what kids do is as soon as they get you as a teacher, they Google your name. Oh, why? <laughs> and like they try and find your Facebook or your Instagram. And when they Googled mine, the beckon podcast came up and I was like, shit. Um, because I got away with it for so long because I just thought they'll not catch on to this. They're Aussie kids. They'll not know what a county down under is. But they don't be long finding it. But, um, you know, like a couple of them would say to me, um, oh, that really helped me, miss. Or, um, and, and that's the great bit, you know, when they're struggling with their mental health. But then when they say, oh, we were talking about going on dates in Sydney. And I was like, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> there are all these things where you have to be so careful. But no, like, it's great. But I want to ask you guys, what is next for you? Because it is a lot of commitment the podcasting like do you see it long term or have you any idea of what's next maybe going on the road with it that seems to be the thing me, me and home. Tony's never met each other in person what no. <laughs> never <laughs> that's true like so we are going to do one where Tony Tony's a vlogger now by the way 
And if you haven't noticed, he's about he's massive. Oh. He's massive on YouTube. No, I've got about three hundred fucking vegan. subscribers. Have you got YouTube to see? That's another commitment, Tony. Fair play to you. How the fuck could you be ours? Do you have to edit just, it and all? Or no, I pays just start scheduling it. <laughs> I added the first couple and I'm editing a press of challenge now. But then, like, see, with it though, I think as well, you need to be like, what I'm thinking is longevity because the content from one angle is fine. But then, like, I'm thinking, right, like, and Instagram's fine. But if Instagram got tucked down tomorrow, where's my business? Hmm. And then I'm thinking, Joe, right, podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And yes, you can hammer one and hammer one and then transfer and smart. But as much as I've grown on Instagram, like steadily, like if I give into YouTube for a year, is YouTube going to all of a sudden snowball and boom, 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 boom? Or Joe, if you even pick up slow and steady, it will help. Yeah, but it is, as you said, a massive commitment. I don't know where we're going, Mickey, to be honest. We need to film one in person because people are hounding me about that. But I think even a season of, like not see we don't even do series we just show up every week and I don't know we ramble but I think even for both of us like a series of relatable people do you know like like I remember as well too see whenever you ask somebody we're going to get on more and more big guests as well but a case of see when you ask somebody as well that has never been on a podcast or somebody that's like it, like for example I remember Mickey we were talking about getting my mum on and soon I go sir would you be alright coming on it was almost me and her day she was like oh you would actually want me on to people listen and I was like she was like how many and I goes Oh, it'd be a good couple. It'd be seven or eight hundred. They'd listen like easy, maybe a thousand. And she was like, Joe, like it actually. So I think even asking somebody that you're like, you could give value, but you're just not getting a, a voice and you just directed a wee bit. That could be a really intriguing thing because a lot of people don't interview people that are like, for example, like the one of the reasons like we were talking about getting my mom is very, very happy individual. Like, not a lot of people will actually say that there's whereas that for me would be the main gist of it. How can you be happy, even though? Like a lot of people would be like, oh, Joe, she's not running fucking massive business. Joe, small things like that, I think would be something that we think. But I don't know. Mickey's sort of leading the way here. I don't really, I just sort of show up, Mickey edits and all. So I don't really know that that's any hassle. No, it's no real hassle for me. We don't, to be honest, now, there's maybe only out of the 78 odd episodes, 79, we've only ever edited really three or four and taken stuff out. Mm. We uh, we keep it very raw. And if we do say stuff that's a wee bit borderline, we're kind of like, you know what, at least we're being real. Um, and now sometimes people do take it the wrong way and um, most of the time they just text and go here I didn't like that but you, you explained it and then they're like oh, alright yeah I took that totally out of context or they snip a 10 second or 20 second clip send it to their mate but they leave out the minute before where the context is set in um, there's been a bit of that there but I don't know where we're taking this we're just it's as you, same as yourself it's just an organic thing no we're not in it mm. to make money we're not in it to make our names bigger we're just in it to have a bit of fun and and speak to interesting people that is you know like like yourself and like shawnee murphy who's we are move like when i said to sean to come on and we are moves a lovely clothing brand and sean's like why would anybody want to hear from me and he keeps himself away from the brand a lot and i'm like just you know be interesting and when it came on the amount of people that text me was just like who is this boy like what where did he come out of and so interesting the way you know things panned out for him went from being a being a PT to a clothing brand pretty much overnight but like he just kept at it and at it and people are really resilient like listening and listened again and like oh, I'm going to go just buy a jumper but you know and then they look at the stuff they're like geez that's really cool stuff where's he from Galway is there a boy in Galway making nice clothes like it's just it introduced him to people they wouldn't normally hear about because and like we can all reach out to the big influencers and ask them. But 
I think it's nicer sometimes to hear from real people doing real stuff because that's kind of like what me and Tony would would class ourselves as. We're we're very real. We talk openly about real subjects, and um, sometimes too open maybe for some people, but. Where there's no I mean, the topics that need addressed. Yeah. I see that one we done. Like, do you know what's a really good one we done on? We done one on porn, and I honestly think that is something that like is never. It's such a like prime example. I've never heard anybody go into that, and it's such a. It, people will be like, "One, what is this? Like, this is probably about CD." And the first thing we're talking about is how it's completely swept under the carpet, ignored, and it's probably an addiction for majority of young yeah. men. And the thing is, but no, nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody that's dodged that, and I think like talking real stuff about me you run it, it that is where people are going to go right that actually is going to give me value and help with my life and i think that's the ones where like as you said about it, like whenever you talk about your breakup that's the one where people go that person's real this advice is on the money and i actually just needed that and it's it's sort of that, do you know what i mean there Mickey? yeah yeah no 100 percent. it's it's the ones we don't realize that people come to us and go I'm actually really happy you spoke about that or like simple things like we talk all the time about keeping your circles small there's people in your friend circle that are just negative like massively negative effects not just a friend that's a dose of shite like friends who literally there's no good coming from them and then when you really look at it go we're not actually friends you're just as you said been in my life for that long that you're just still there and a lot of people went, you know, I have to, and then we get, and then we get messages the phone. We going, how do I get rid of these people? And we're like, well, no, that's that's not up to us to answer that. But there's just wee simple things, and I think it's better. I'm quite happy where our podcast went because it's helping people. Um, and there is other podcasts out there that are simply about making money, and you can tell it like they don't, they don't care what they're doing they're 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 going to they're going to topics they know will give them big listenership but there's no duty of care with actually helping people it's more come here and then three weeks down the line it's like oh i sign up to my patreon or sign up to this do that or buy this buy that like tony could use this podcast to get more clients but he, he effectively tells people not to contact him because he's too busy Whereas other people yeah. will be like, oh, drop oh, me a thanks. DM, I'll get you in a waiting list. Pay me a deposit, get on the waiting yeah. list. <laughs> or that, so we're just, we're, we're, this, we're actually very alike, where we're just going with the flow. And if we hit 100 episodes and we decide, no, that's it, take a break and then see if people want it back. Or if we hit, keep going to 500 and get that Spotify deal and God, never, never speak to any of our friends again and become <laughs> Joe Rogan's, move to Texas. <laughs> 507 <laughs> years is it or something nine years i would Mickey, you're not making nine years not you oh i this is a good question for you caroline who do you think is going to live longer me or tony somebody asked us this oh. question last was it last week or the week before <laughs> no no maggie's got age but i have the worst i probably have a more like stressful time of my body so i'm 36 20 20 what is you 20? 26 26 <laughs> I'm going to go with you, Mickey, because I feel like uh, <laughs> Tony lives on the edge a bit. And um, yeah, I just don't know. I feel like the man's got to run out of food. He, he has to, to make a certain weight all the time. There's not enough food in the world to keep him. I think so Marbet's going to struggle Mickey. with his food. <laughs> so yeah, you think I, I um, need to have starvation? 
That's made my oh, day. I think you're going to eat the whole bloody room. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a grim way to go. Well, 10 years for me, and I'm going to die first. So, see the amount of people that are answering this. My, my ones are going to be worried. <laughs> It's a type one diabetes. What are their reasons? I want to know. What are they saying? Why do they think? Me and Mickey went through it. We we said that because how much I go up and down weight. Like last year, I was seventy seven kilos, and I was one hundred and two. Like that's that's not healthy. Uh, as much as it's health and fitness, shoving your body up near thirty kilos or twenty five is no more healthy in one sort of year. You're like. I was breathing and like we were watching like Love Island every night and like before I started that and about five, six weeks ago. And like my mum was like, You're sitting beside me and it sounds like you're out running. She was like, You're fully like and I was just breathing so heavy. She, yeah, but the thing is, like, you don't realise, but at the same time, and I'm like I do monitor blood pressure and all, but at the same time, I don't think you realise, like even people don't realise if you have a really stressful job, say you're like a CEO or you your job or your man, your boss is just a a, a dick. Like that, that can take years of your life in the long run because your heart rate's elevated, stress mentally can just tax you. And like, as much as like other stuff is linked to it, like, I think that's where you age. Like, reactive oxygen species is where you age. So if you exercise too much, you actually age quicker. Yeah. Like, uh, if you do too much, you age quicker. So I think it's that case of like, if you don't realize it, but they can have just that wee bit of thing. It's like, this has got very morbid. You now I just think of like. Oh, here, Mickey, what was the question you asked me? Ask Caroline this. It's like, would you rather know how you died or the date you died? Is that the question? Yeah. Do you, would you rather know how oh, your your cause of death or the date you're going to die? The date, definitely. No way, I really? Rather, geez, yeah, I think so. Because if I knew, like, say, if I asked how I died and you said a boss, I wouldn't want to leave the house. Do you know? Um, I'd be dodging every bloody road that I, I come across so I think I'd rather know the date so then I could be like right <laughs> stop stop moping about being in lockdown on your 30th birthday but um, it's true though like even you know I've noticed that in school um, they because there's a lot of teachers that take like a term off now because they've got to that age of they're allowed to build up all these days off and see that month that they take off and come back to school they look 10 years younger because they haven't been working they've had a proper night's sleep they were able to go out and do the things that they enjoy um, I even find like looking at photos of me in the last year like before I started the podcast to now and all the like hours and like the, the hard work that's been going on behind the scenes of even just planning an event I've aged massively in a year from the stress of it it is dangerous like you have to be so careful yeah, you know Tony's aged me in this last year, he's put a, he's put a five years on me. Easy. I know. I never. Had a, I never had a stress. Would you rather know how you die? Yeah. I don't know what I answered. Yeah. Like yeah. I think I think see. I think I'd rather the. I think I'd rather know. No, I'm with you. I think the date because time is the one thing where we were talking about this and like we went through it. But like I think time is the one thing where like you take it for granted. Whereas if you know you've got an expiry date and you know the yeah. date. I think it would make you do more quicker, like in terms of like, like you wouldn't play, like uh, you wouldn't be like taking things slow. You would do everything at full time because you're like, I only have to X date to get it done. It's like, do you know whenever you've got a deadline for homework, you're going to wait until the night before. So like, I don't think you would, but whenever you know that you've only got to say 20, like say you find out you're going to death 50, like you'd be like, right, I need to get going now. Whereas majority of people are thinking like, when you talk about Dan, they immediately think nursing home. They immediately think 75 and above. 
Whereas a lot of people won't get that. Like a lot of people are going to go like between like 50, you're going to get the old person younger, but you're, you you get people like they're going between 50 and 90 all the time. And the thing is, mm. whereas I think everybody assumes they get, what's the old saying? Like three scores in a 10. They, everybody assumes that. That's what, that's what my own man always says. He's like, if you get three scores in a 10, you're right. Now my dad's 63 and he's going, I don't want three scores in a 10. I want a lot more. And I'm like, how long do you want to live? I know. Uh, well, it's even um. Do you do you guys watch eight out of ten cats? I absolutely love yeah, that show. And yeah. um, and see Sean the comedian. I, yeah. I nearly fucking dropped my phone yesterday that he, he passed away at what fifty six with cancer. And uh, it's funny that you say those things. You know, like would we if we knew we had an expiry date, like that we were going to die at fifty, would we change anything? But it's a bit like looking at that yesterday with Sean and thinking, right, fuck, I need to like be better at like stop you know sulking over stupid shit and even one of my friends martine out here we did a massive campaign to get her family out here she's the same age as me yeah i got diagnosed with breast cancer and i was like right i can't complain about anything but then you slip back into old habits yes. like there was that thing with sean yesterday you know it's hard like it, there's times where i'm like fuck like you know you gotta live each moment and each day and then you still it's human behavior like we well, do it like even when we don't mean to yeah you're pre-programmed to you know, just slip back into your old ways. And it's like, you can't do, you know, like people were like big into their self-help stuff and, you know, trying to, but then it, it almost seems like a job where you're like, no, I can't do this. I have to act this way. But then you're like, or I can just be, act real. And this is my real feelings just flowing out. The Sean one, uh, like it had, like when I seen it yesterday, I was like, oh, I wonder why is he trending? And then clicked on it. I was like, oh. And then when all the video clips are going up about how funny it was, you're just like, oh, should, you know, you don't appreciate stuff like that. It was, some of them, like, especially when you hear young people and young footballers like the wee guy from Monaghan, uh, the mm, under twenty cabin, like you're just like, geez, like it's, it's just it, it makes you think of like the silly things in life, where you're you know you're bitching about someone as you said, and then all of a sudden you go, well, you know, there's people a lot. Like, I know that there's people a lot worse off in the world, but there's people a lot worse off just down the street or playing a football mm. match the, the the day after the biggest football match was or the night of the biggest football match was life and it kind of puts it into perspective where you're going you know what let's just as you said try to be more positive and try to do stuff but it's just like life does knock you down and that's very okay no it's very okay for life to knock you down like a lot of people go oh, for i shouldn't be feeling like this like what am i at feeling like this you're like no that's natural no life does knock you down and that's very okay we, like we said in here it's okay to be sad sometimes no it's grand don't overthink it. You can have a wee sad spell for five minutes, ten minutes, a day. It doesn't mean you're depressed. It doesn't mean you're at, at death's door. It just means you're a wee bit sad because something's made you sad. Be it a, a sad video, a sad song, a sad film. Missing family, missing friends. Tomorrow's a new day. An hour's a new hour. You know, it's not going to be forever. Don't look. A lot of people think, like now, especially with mental health being such in the forefront, that when you're sad, it's straight away oh you're depressed or there's something wrong with you just you can be a wee bit sad <laughs> you know you can have a sad day and then the next day you're like oh i was just a wee it was just a wee something i just wasn't feeling myself and now i'm back absolutely and that's where we're trying to you know minimize the the likes of the suicide rates where yeah. people see a bad day as a bad life and um you know it's it's totally normal to to feel like oh god you know uh, this is the worst day ever and then the next minute feel like i'm very lucky and all the rest it's just getting that balance um but yeah it's funny like it's it's a bit like the 
knowing your your end of your life date would it be like if you knew you had 30 years on you oh, I'll, I'll appreciate life better tomorrow or I'll do yeah. more tomorrow like you would with your coursework and then it gets to the night before and you're like shit I didn't do enough but I don't know I believe that there is fucking more to life than than what like is on this earth and that's getting really deep but I do think whether it's a god you believe in there has to be more like what we've created on this earth all the things right down to bloody podcasts and iPhones and all the rest there has to be more to human life after like once like the likes of Sean dying yesterday from 8 out of 10 cats like it can't just be over there has to be more like I don't know There, it just baffles me I put money that's on that's it I... like your battery just goes I put money on that Mickey believes you just go into a hole and that's it. I put money on that. I, d- I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Like I would say, Mickey, you're definitely the sort. No, I'm in the hole. That's me. And I just, that's it. What do you think, Mickey? Give me, I'm interested in this. Let me know. I go. I know. Tony, you'd be surprised what I believe. I'm a very religious person, Tony. Very spiritual. Yes. I am. I'm very spiritual. I believe there's an afterlife, yeah. I don't right, know. Like, it's, it's not going to be like Tony. a. It, it's not going to be like a. Tony's. Don't ask Tony where he's going when he dies. Um, it's not like you're going to be reborn into a dog. Like you're not going to go all of a sudden. I'm reborn. I'm, it's like a film. You're you're a, a Labrador. We talking voice. But no, dude. There's, there's, there's definitely more to life. There's definitely more afterlife. There is an afterlife. Um, no, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. How. Heard, heard it's warm where you're going. <laughs> Somebody, some people would say that. If you chat a few people, they might say that. But no, there's definitely more to life. And as you said, there's more. There's more to the life we're living at the moment than make like when I was when everything was open and the world was was turning and I I was DJing nonstop and getting blessed to go to Ibiza and around the world and stuff. All I was thinking was the bottom line. I wanted to beat last year. I wanted to bigger clubs more people bigger crowds more money and now you're looking at it going fuck maybe i had everything wrong you know i never mm. like i never really appreciated what i had or what i done or what i s- succeeded in doing when people ask you, you go oh what was your favorite ever gig and you're like oh, i don't know and then really you have to sit down when you say you go on a podcast and you have to write down like your highlights and then you go oh remember and you're forgetting like major stuff and you're like that's because I wasn't even... It was just a Tuesday. I was flying to beef on a Tuesday to play a gig. Mm. Flying back on a Wednesday. And you're like, oh, what did you do this week? You're like, oh, no, how much? And you're like, oh, no, Jesus, I was in a beef on Tuesday. And now I'm in Oma on Thursday. And I'm flying back to beef on Saturday. And you're like, fuck, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was stuff on, yeah. Or how was your summer when you go back, you know, for uni, for, for, for refreshers playing? Like, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was busy. And then you're thinking, all right, yeah, I was back and forth from my beef and... And touring with the sunset bros and doing different stuff, but I never appreciated any of that, like any of it at all, at all, at all. And then now, when stuff is starting opening, you're starting to do the odd gig again. You're like, oh, this is the reason I started this at the start, was to help people have fun, play music, just create a nice vibe for people. But that got totally like I, for the last five or six years, that was totally lost, like lost. Like it's just weird. You don't miss the water until it's gone. Yeah. You don't miss the water until it's gone. You're doing the plumbing analogies now, Tony. There's one for you, boy. So, oh, Caroline, just in closing, where well, people, I'm sure our listeners know where to find you, but where can they find you and where can they find your social events? 
so um, you can find me at a county down under on Instagram the podcast a county down under is on Spotify and Apple and the local ones close to you guys are uh, Sunrise Social in Newcastle County Down Belfast uh, Fermanagh Armagh uh, North Coast Portrush so they're the main ones for anybody listening in the north and if you go into the gym and coffee shop in Belfast, just drop Caroline's name and they give you free clothes, by the way. <laughs> right, thanks for coming on. I know. Um, you have to go to the gym and have a coffee. I know. Thanks for coming on. And <laughs> hopefully we'll watch you, we'll, we'll keep a wee eye and watch you get up there in the future. And hopefully we'll get you on again down the line. Thank you guys for having me um, on your Friday morning and I'm looking forward to getting a pint in person, hopefully one day in the future. But um, it's a real honor to, to be asked on your podcast and keep doing what you're doing. It's I'm hearing lots of good things and love watching your stories. So keep it up. Cheers. Thank you.